0: I just want to say one thing to my wife at home. Yo, Adrian!
1: I did it! It's finally happening. Yo, Adrian is thing. on the show this and very day. we got the day. best Yo, Adrian of anybody. What's that?
2: We got the best Yo, Adrian of anybody.
1: Absolutely, yes. And it's all happening today on the Dos Marcos show. But first, we got to tell you about Nationwide.
2: You know, Nationwide, you guys, we have been talking about this a little bit lately, and a lot of the conversations we have with people we're, we're talking to in the retail space, don't let it be too late. You have things you need to do in the marketing space and with your website and with all things digital. Don't be intimidated by that. You can make huge mistakes hiring marketing firms that think they know everything or taking you down a road that you don't need to go down, paying for things you don't need to pay for. Guess what? If you're a Nationwide member, they got it all covered. Right? They're people that have your best interests at heart. They know what they're doing. They've got killer talent doing websites and helping people drive their business digitally. Do not miss that. If you're a nationwide member, tap into it. If you're not, join Nationwide. Check them out at nationwidegroup.org.
1: And our friends over at Podium want you to know that texting is how people talk to their friends and family. We all know that, right, Adrian? Absolutely. I mean, texting gets through emails. Don't always get open. If you are using podium, the ultimate messaging platform to text with your friends or (laughs) your friends, your customers who will then turn into your friends, that's how they want to communicate. And here's the deal. It's not just about texting to communicate and manage those relationships and make sure delivery is happening and keep people posted and, and, and updated on what's happening with their orders. If somebody walks out of your store and you don't send them a text, You're missing out on huge opportunities. Here's why. Mattress stores in 2020, there was about $50 million in text payments processed through Podium's platform for mattress stores. It's how people want to pay. It's how people want to communicate. Start today at Podium.com forward slash dose. And right now, yeah, you're going to get 10% off.
0: Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno, dos, tequila. Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet
2: your guides.
1: I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn,
2: co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betting. Together,
0: they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one.
1: Hold on, I just, before we get started, I just have one more thing I want to say. Just one more thing I want to say, okay? Mm-hmm. Can I do this?
2: Yeah, go right ahead. We're waiting. <laughs> Yo, Adrian!
1: She's on the show.
2: <laughs> well now, done, Kins.
1: Has anybody, like, you've probably heard us talk about Yo, Adrian. And she handles so many things in the social space for the Dos Marcos universe and with our email newsletter and with so much communication that happens to our amazing audience and loved ones and friends and family. And she's one of the fam for sure. And uh, Adrian, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about based on what you've been doing behind the scenes. But tell us about you. We want to know yeah. who you are.
3: Oh, gosh. Who am I? So, um, Okay. So by trade, I'm actually a lawyer, which is really funny. And I'll kind of give a really brief overview of how I got to right here. Um, If people were to ask me, like, what do you do? I used to be a corporate criminal investigations attorney. So in a nutshell, I would go, I would travel all over the world and investigate criminal conduct on behalf of companies. And then I would come back and issue them all these to do's that they needed to do to basically recoup kind of money that they had lost. And as I was doing that, a company that I was investigating with uh, figured out it would be a lot cheaper to hire me in-house to oversee the investigations that I was being hired to go out and do. So I I traveled that way. And then while I was doing that, a friend of mine started a marketing business. Can and I just I pause you there? Are what? we under
2: Are we under investigation? And you're just like a undercover person, and we just don't know it yet, or?
3: There's probably ethical oh, issues about undercover investigations that also requires a higher security clearance and I have zero. So Well,
2: you know, you know what we should do, Kinsley? We should bag this whole show and just have Adrian turn it into like a corporate criminal like podcast, right? They're all so popular. Why wouldn't we blow do that?
3: up? They would absolutely yeah, blow up. For sure. Absolutely. For sure it would. Anyway, keep no, going. I all right, tell us it. about you. I, did, I do tell my kids, I, or I tell my husband, I'm like, I hope our kids know that I was cool at one point. Like, they're always just going to see me as mom, but I did have a really cool job at one point, and I still do. Um, but after I, I've, like I'm saying, a friend of mine had a marketing company, and I fell in love with what she was doing. I was one of her writers, because when you have a marketing platform, you always need content. And I said, if you ever want a business partner, I would love to do it. And so I joined in with her after two months, and we were doing marketing for a, a fitness studio, learned after three years that they were selling. We bought that. And so we've been navigating that through um, a pandemic, but one of our spin instructors, so I own a spin bar sculpt and bounce studio here in Northwest Arkansas. One of our spin instructors is Mark Kinsley's wife and she's one of my favorite people. And so one day Mark Kinsley reached out to me and he's like, Hey, the Dos Marcos podcast needs somebody to do all these things. And I for everybody listening, I spent all day before I responded back to him because I said, "How do I respond back and tell him I really want this job? I don't really want to give him a name of anybody else. I really want to do it." And so I responded back and I basically said that. How How do I tell you that I want this job? So yeah,
1: after I texted you, I was just sitting there by myself going, "Yo, like, where is why is she that?" Texting me back, and then you, you're like, yeah. you're so, texting well, me I this emoji. I was also,
3: at an all day meeting, but I still didn't like text you back during the break because I was trying to figure out how do I respond back to this. So for those so people that playing- are listening and don't know, Rocky is where my parents got my name from. So they even so spell it
1: just, just like Adrian is spelled in the movie Rocky, and that's why, that's why right? we started calling you Yo Adrian. Which that's true. now, of course, you are gonna have to be you know a character on the show forever as your Adrian. Like,
3: a caricature <laughs> made like you guys have with the really big yes. head.
1: <laughs> Quinn has the big head. No, no. Let's be clear here. No,
2: Kinsley, Kinsley's got to be a, Adrian, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know where to start with this, but when, when Kinsley told you that we did a podcast on the mattress industry where you're like, these guys are idiots. Look at that. Yes, nice. That yeah. Look how much big, bigger his head is than mine. Look at that picture. <laughs> See? Anyway, were you like, oh, this is like, there's like, how serious can I take these guys to have a mattress podcast? I mean, like this no- can't be good.
3: Well, I I knew what Kinsley did, right? So funny story. I own an Englander mattress long before I ever realized that Mark was the CEO for Englander. I bought it in Kansas City, Missouri um, at this random store. We decided to upgrade to a king bed. And my husband's like, we're going to need a new mattress. So we literally went into this boutique furniture store and picked out a mattress. And it wasn't until like three years later that we realized it was an Englander mattress and made the connection there. I couldn't even tell you the name of the place we bought it, to be honest. He's asked before. I don't know. But when he was like, yeah, we do a podcast on mattresses. I'm like, what is there to talk about with mattress? Like, how do you make a show out of that? Much less like multiple episodes. So there was that question in my mind. But <laughs> having worked with y'all since August and based on my recent social media endeavors, apparently people like to talk about sleep and mattresses and furniture and all the things. So there really is a topic of conversation to be had. It's funny be because after.
1: that's the exact reaction Quinn gave me years ago when I said, we should do a podcast about mattresses. He's like, how much can we talk about really with mattresses?
2: Well, I, I think what I said was who the hell's going to listen to that? Mm-hmm. You know, 200 episodes later, I, I guess people plenty do. of people do. Yeah. And so has it been kind of crazy? Like you're, you're sandwiched here on, on this image and in real life with Kinsley and I both like, you know, talking to you about this business and, and you're helping us do a lot of stuff do we drive you crazy? Be honest. Is it like too much energy or too much much coming at you at one time or have you been able to figure out how to navigate that part?
3: So I would say I'm still learning how to navigate because you both have very different personalities, right? So Quinn is the type that he's just like, here's all these ideas, go and execute. And Quinn Kinsley is a lot more like, yeah, we're going to need to roll that back and we're going to need to make sure that like everything is buttoned up to go. So it's just, it's interesting. If I want
1: Basically, if y'all were my parents and I wanted to get away with something, I would go to Quinn. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his yeah. kids do. Uh, that's funny. Well, okay. Home. It's a
2: yes as long as I can go with you. <laughs>
1: right. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So you did something really cool behind the scenes based on the episode we just did with Mike Magnuson and Jeff Cassidy. So if you didn't listen to that episode, you need to go back because number one, we found out, we had a schoolyard confrontation and we found out that Magnuson and Cassidy the guys from goodbed.com are going to launch a mattress podcast. It will be a distant second in, in terms of its quality, but it's still going to be out there and we're excited for them and we will be listening to it. So, but but, but before, we, just, before we get there, though, gonna, before we get ahead. there, we, we got to get to our, we, we have failed something. We've failed to do something. We have not delivered our foot traffic driver of the day.
0: Are you ready to drive more foot traffic?
1: You you we are. So, okay, yo, Adrian. In this week's sure. newsletter, if you're not subscribed, go to mattresspodcast.com and sign up. But we had foot traffic driver number four, the triple play, take us into it.
3: All right, so triple play. People like to think that they're getting stuff for free. Even if, it's, even if it is totally free stuff, if they feel like it's free and that there's value to it, they're gonna want it. So this week's foot traffic driver is when people come in and they are purchasing something from you, offer them three additional things that they can pick from. Have a list free shipping, free delivery, free sheets for your bed, free comforters, just anything that in your store that they can pick from a list of three free things. And if you're sitting here thinking, well, I don't have anything to offer, all I sell is mattresses. What about Scotch guard protection? What about all these warranties that people never seem to buy? Start converting those hard to sell items into the freebies that you can offer people.
1: Ooh, I like that. I like that. Plus like you that who doesn't like to, you know, spin a wheel? Or have a menu of something where they get to take control of the situation to say, I picked that. I love that idea.
2: It's like a big who, like, who doesn't like Brought free to stuff? you by Door All Counts. I was going to say earlier. Oh, hold oh, on. Okay. I almost
1: played our Door Counts thing. I'm going to wait.
2: Oh, man. We're not wait. done. Well, I, I'll, I'll, no. So we have business to do with Door Counts? So go for it, man.
1: Hold on. Brad will be happy about this. Watch. Yeah, let's hear it. Brought to you by
2: DoorCounts,
0: the only known treatment for traffic blindness. No, the UPS guy didn't come into your store five times today. Those were customers, and you have no idea what happened to them. DoorCounts is the cure for traffic blindness. Increase conversions, boost sales, and make customers happy. Visit DoorCounts.com today.
1: And you should definitely visit DoorCounts.com today because you can get a 90-day free trial, 100% free, And at the end of it, you get to keep the camera if you find out that it's not for you. But I'm pretty sure you're going to find out it's for you. So definitely visit DoorCounts.com, 90-day free trial.
2: Love that. All I was going to say before, they're going to be a distant second because there's no one else in it that can make them third place. That's all I was going to say. (laughs) I think it's important to note that. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever it is, it's second, because there isn't someone in second already. So but we're hoping that they do well. But anyway, so Adrian, you went out to your your whole group, and you asked a lot of questions after you heard Mike's show. Yes. And so it really intrigued you. And so you thought you wanted to dig down a little bit deeper. So you tapped into your community and tell us what you did.
3: Okay, so for those of you that don't know, what I kind of do behind the scenes is I listen to every week podcast and I sort of help draft the blog post and everything that you see, as Kinsley said, it's audience facing. I help take a part of. So I was listening to the Good Bed episode on Sunday night before it debuted on Monday morning. And y'all got into this really interesting dialogue about existential threats is ultimately the category that you were talking about and talking about Amazon and these purveyors of really cheap mattresses online. And that really all they have to be good at is Google SEO and duping a customer through marketing. And then you also talked about these reviewers or these influencers on social media who maybe are paid to promote an item, but they aren't really doing a good job of telling people that they're paid. So it's not a true unbiased review out of people. And then Quinn, I think you took it a step further and said even laws that are out there aren't doing a good job being an enforcer of making sure that these people are owning up to the fact that, hey, I was paid a decent amount of money to review this product and tell you how good it was. And so I just got to thinking y'all are in the mattress industry. You're in the furniture space. You already think in terms of, well, I would never buy a mattress online because I know all the reasons why it's a bad idea. Or I would never buy this brand of mattress because I know what goes into it. And that it's not a quality mattress, but I'm not in this industry, right? I was an attorney. I did corporate criminal stuff. I own a spin studio. So I don't always think about things in terms of sleep and mattresses. And so I just wondered I went out to my Instagram story site and I will be very candid. I'm not what you would consider to be an influencer. I have about 800 people that follow me, but the interesting about my, following is I know every single person in real life. I don't allow people because I post pics of my kids and I don't want people to necessarily see them. And so if you're following me, if you're seeing my stories, I know you in real life, or I have some measure of confidence that you are not a weirdo out there on the internet. And so I just asked them, I said, Hey, I was listening to this episode. It sparked an interesting thought. I want to know how people who aren't in the furniture and mattress space think about things. And so I asked three questions. The first being. Has anybody ever taught you about the value of sleep or was it just something that happened? The second question was, would you purchase the mattress online? And then the third question was, do you consider sleep to be a necessary evil or is it actually a priority that you make in your life? And I usually get anywhere from 70 to 150 responses on a given story because they're all, you know, not Monday, not important things. I've had over 300 responses. It hasn't been up for 24 hours at this point. Um, and the, it ran the gamut of just the responses that I got. The interesting stuff was this and and interrupt me at any time when you want to unpack this some more, but by and large, most people, I would say a good 70, 30 split at this point. Most people were not taught about the value of sleep. Nobody sat them down. They just knew that it was something that they needed to do. And then I'll skip to the third question. Most people again, probably 80, 20 at this point, consider sleep a priority, but there's a decent number that are like, it's a necessary evil. I don't like sleep. It's just, I have to get through it. The thing that surprised me the most was that middle question of, would you purchase a mattress online? I'm neck and neck. I mean, it's like 48, 52 at this point, most people would not, but 48% of people said that they would or had purchased a mattress online. And when I dug a little deeper a good number of those people that had purchased a mattress messaged me privately. And they said, I will never do it again. I have purchased a mattress online and I'll never do it again. And I asked why, and it ranged everything from it's uncomfortable all the way for it just didn't, when it actually arrived at my doorstep, it was not what it was advertised to be. And I've asked some of these people, I had two people respond and said, yep. And I have no complaints. Best, one of the best purchases that I ever made. But a lot of people also said they would be willing to purchase the mattress online for their kids, but not for themselves.
1: And in the past couple of uh, months, I've had friends with children reach out for just that very need. They wanted something that was comfortable. But I was really surprised at how many of those moms wanted to get a mattress that was good for their kids. And they had very detailed questions about how it was going to interact with that child's body and when they started growing and things like that. So that was encouraging but this this is a this is an amazing behind the scenes little research project with real people who have experienced like their experiences with sleep their experience buying mattresses online what, what uh what do you think what's your assessment of why this created someone's interest is sleep just like top of mind for people that we 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 think of people typically in the industry as not historically valuing sleep, but we think that's changing and this seems to be an indicator in that direction. What do you make of it?
3: You know, I don't know that I have a good answer for that other than to say, I think people to your point are starting to care a lot more. So I moved from my Instagram platform over to my Facebook platform. And I I think I told you guys before the show started, I just put out there, Hey, would you do me a solid? Would you answer these questions? Yes, no. And then the last one, either it's necessary or it's a priority. And I had people that I have not talked to since college. And when I say haven't spoken to since college, I mean like a girl that I took a class with my first year and probably haven't talked to her in 12 years, responded and felt free to provide dialogue as to why she was answering the way she was. And so it just surprised me the amount of people that want to talk about sleep. Because like I said, when I started working for y'all, I'm like, what is there to talk about when it comes to sleep? Now, I... I love naps. I sleep is not only a priority for me. Like I will carve out time to like take a nap. I love a good sleep, but my business partner also hates sleep. She's like, if I could get by with four hours a day, that's all I would live off of. I think naps are a waste of time and she doesn't like to rest and to sleep. So it is an interesting dialogue where people land on this scale.
1: Were there any answers in there that that got really deep or was there any like notable passion from people Do any of the responses or the interactions you had about this topic stand out of like, yeah, like, you know, Melissa was all over it?
3: Well, so on Instagram, it was just a kind of a yes or no thing. They didn't have the chance to provide dialogue. They would have to take an extra step and actually direct message me. What I'm finding on Facebook, which, again, has only been out for about three hours at this point, is a lot of people said I would absolutely be willing to purchase a mattress online for my kid or for somebody else, but not for me, which I thought was interesting. And when I asked, I just followed up with one person this morning, and I said, "Why would you purchase it for your kid but not for yourself without testing it out?" And I, and maybe this is indica- indicative of her income level, but she goes, "It's a two or three hundred dollar mattress online for my kids. If it's terrible, I'll just go buy a new one. But I'm not going to spend six, seven, eight a hundred or a thousand dollars on something for myself without trying it out first.
2: Now, you guys, we need to think about things now as a disposable economy if you think about IKEA right and there's a lot of a lot of places out there that have stuff that you just kind of go I'll buy the desk or I'll buy a little nightstand for my whatever put a drape a you know some kind of cloth over it and I'll get another one if I need to but Uh, Adrian, don't you think that there's a little bit of that going on? So when it comes to a bed that you're not going to have as primary use, that's kind of it. it. To your point, it's just like a disposable item for them, obviously.
3: I think maybe if you were buying it for a guest bedroom, sure, I could see it that way. But from the feedback that I got, everybody that had said, I will never do this again, had bought it for their own personal use, like in their master bedroom. And so it was something they were sleeping on and a friend of mine didn't respond on Instagram, but sent me a private message. And he was like, he goes, it was too hard. And he said, we ended up feeling like we wasted our money because we had to go out and buy another one. Like he wasn't willing just to sleep on it for another seven years and just live with it. So it wasn't really disposable income at that point because they were having to dig deep to go out and buy another mattress that they could actually test out in the store.
1: It's amazing to hear the passion. And when I say passion, it's really just uh, by virtue of the number of responses you got that that's an indicator of passion to me and it shows you that people are interested in sleep and they are you know our category has heightened awareness and it's probably from all the money that gets spent but people's attitudes towards sleep that seems to be shifting you know it is a health benefit people know like if you value sleep you are going to defend that at all costs okay and in that spirit like we got to do our our uh, our sleep tip of the day okay because when people come into your store It's maybe your chance once every decade to improve their lives.
0: It's time to become a sleep superhero.
1: All right, sleep tip of the day is clean the cage, you dirty rat. Harvard sleep researcher Cliff Saper put one group of rats in a dirty cage and another batch in a clean cage. Both gangs of rats slept... But the varmints in a dirty cesspool showed signs of hyper arousal and did not sleep as well as the rodents enjoying their sparkling little sanctuary. A clean room is better for sleep. Do you find that to be true, Yo Adrian?
3: Absolutely. You do. And smell. Smell is important as well.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. smell is important as well. Yes. Like, se- ever like scented candles?
3: candles. No. So I I use something. I basically use like a wall plug-in. Like I for Christmas, I actually asked for this because it's kind of like a high-tech um, air scent purifier thing, but it's called a Pura. You stick it in the wall and you can control it from your phone and it can house two different scents and I can control the intensity and I can, I can program it to start, you know, diffusing at like 6am right as we're waking up to the smell and I can have it auto shut off at nine o'clock. Um, if I want it. Yeah. I mean, it's high tech, right? That's what adult women now ask for for Christmas. And it's $1,200. No, 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 no. It's like, (laughs) it's like $50. Plus you gotta buy the
1: scents. I love the idea of scents in the morning, like wake up, a wake up scent, Mm -hmm. like a mint or something like that. And then at night it can be lavender or something more soothing and calming. What a cool invention. And Quinn, we talk about this all the time. Like, what do you need to add to your merchandising mix to complete the sleep sanctuary, the sleep ecosystem? You're you're doing it. Well,
3: in clean sheets. That's also something that's, that's helpful. So,
2: so here's a question for you. How many people do you think, if you were to take a poll, make their bed every day when they get out of it versus they don't make their bed every day? I'm not talking about the condition of their room. I'm talking about just making the bed. How many people out there make the bed versus not make the bed? What do you think? I feel
3: like I've heard this before. I feel like it's something mm. like six out of 10, like mm. every six, six people will make their bed. However, I know there are studies that correlate people that achieve more during the day are people that also make their bed.
1: Uh, Okay, let's do a poll of three because in our our text thread, just so everybody knows, we call ourselves Trace Amigos because Mm -hmm. it's Dos Marcos. And when Yo Adrian is here, I mean, it's
0: Yo Adrian!
1: I mean, we got to do Trace Amigos. So, okay, who makes their bed most of the time in the morning? When I say most of the time, I mean at least 80% of the time. Raise your hand.
3: Wait a minute. Y'all make it? Or your spouse that's makes a
1: it that's a hell no i I would say <laughs> I would say it's it's like this Tara makes it more times than I make it but right. it's probably like a 60 40 split but there's a percentage of time when we just do it together real quick sure. Bing, bang boom okay. pillows up on top and it is a nice way to start your day because I walk through that room often and, and at, at bedtime I want to go in there and be like this is a, a beautiful cake I want to eat that beautiful cake not yeah. one that's been smashed up by a monkey
2: okay so My story is a little different. I'm not authorized in my house to make the bed because there is an art to this. Okay. There are, I think something close to 724, 725 pillows on top of our bed, but they're strategically placed and there's a pattern and there's size differences and colors. And, and so I'm not, I mean, I've tried before. Let me tell you a funny story. I actually, my wife was leaving and I want to be a good husband. So I wanted to make the bed for her because we had a house showing, we're selling our house. So I literally took a picture of the bed before I unmade the bed to get in it. So when I did have to make the bed the next day, I didn't get it wrong, right? And so and then unmaking the bed, for me, it's a half hour long process as a matter of fact. My my son Nick when he was a little kid, we used to do it together and he would get over to this other part of the room and I would throw pillows at him really hard and he would dodge them. And so that was part of the fun of unmaking the bed. And then when we would pull the covers off, he would like do a flip over the covers as I yanked it. So anyway, yeah, I know I'm not, not authorized to make it, but I can dang sure unmake it. How's that? Oh, I have a poll here. You ready? Google says data from the latest YoGov, YouGov Omnibus poll reveals how many take a guess, Adrian, how many people in this country percentage wise make their bed? Give it a guess um always make their bed what percent always make their bed
3: i'm gonna say 60 somewhere in the 60. okay
1: kinsley um she's set the bar at 60 so i'm gonna take the under okay not the no, over. that's cheap way out what's your number i would say always make their bed i'm gonna put it at 33 percent one out of three it's 37 percent of
2: people make their bed every day Others in the survey said that they do it often at 19%, sometimes is about 20% and rarely is 14%. I can tell you before I got married, I never made my bed, never saw any sense in it. I mean, I'm going to get back in it in a few hours. So anyway, there you go.
3: So I will say during COVID, like when the world was shut down and nobody was going everywhere, anywhere, I did it as I'm one of these people that needs to like accomplish something during the day. I'll like write, even if it's not on my to-do list, I'll write it down if I did it so that I have the satisfaction of crossing it off and making my bed was on that list because there was nothing else to do. So to feel like I had accomplished something in the day, I would make my bed, but I probably fall into that often category. So maybe like four days out of seven, but it's definitely not every day. And Jonathan is not allowed to make it either. Jonathan is my husband. Because he gets really annoyed with the fact that there's so many throw pillows because he thinks they are a waste of, of energy. I
1: might actually try to encourage Tara to hang out with you and Bridget more often so that I would be off limits to make the bed. Making the bed off limits to, Mar- to Kinsley. Kinsley one That's the poll is- we
3: need to do. How many men versus the women actually make How the bed?
1: How many men are oh. off limits to making the bed just like Jonathan and Quinn?
2: But, but see, Kinsley, this is the one red sock theory that I have about life. You wash whites one time with one red sock, you never have to do the laundry again, right? And so if you don't do that right, eventually Tara's going to go get the hell out of here. I'm going to make the bed. We don't need you like messing this up anymore. This has happened with
1: me going into the store. I will come to, I'll go to the store and I will screw it up so badly. And I, I'm usually pretty detail oriented, but I get there And something's on the list and there are 97 different varieties of this one thing on the list. And I'm like, I'm just going to grab one. I can't call her every time I'm needing a new item. There are like 36 items on the list. And then I never get sent back.
3: Yes, I agree with that. Jonathan, <laughs> one year for Thanksgiving, I sent him with the list. He offered to go buy it, and he bought the wrong brand of everything. And I told him, I said, "There, there's a reason Like I put Eagle brand condensed milk or whatever it was. And he, he felt like Ziploc bags are the number one thing that you cannot buy the off-brand. You have to buy the actual brand. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. So, so- I would also, circling it back, never send him to buy a mattress without also testing it out. Heck, so- yeah.
2: Well, now you're the expert on the mattress in your family. So Adrian, you have fresh eyes with this category. So you did some good polling there. But mm-hmm. since you've been around, I, I always like to ask people the question, if they haven't been inside of the category, what is your overall take, right? So as a consumer, uh, you're our chief of staff. Uh, you've been inside of the industry now a little bit. You've got a glimpse underneath the curtain, if you will. What's your take on this category, right? What's your take on this industry? You have Any any kind of observations you want to share with this audience?
3: So I would say as a business person, it has brought to light how often I'm not utilizing resources that are readily available. So let me let me give you an example. I'm looking for a new kitchen table. We bought our kitchen table two weeks before we got married. That was almost 12 years ago. It only seats four people. We're now a family of five. I went to a furniture store this morning and I walked in and I was greeted by the person, but I have a different sense of what I expect now from somebody just from having worked with y'all. The guy did follow back up with me, but he never took my number, didn't get any other way to get a hold of me. And I walked out the store and I thought from a door counts perspective, just to put a plug in, I was like, he has no way to know. He has no way to convert me at this point, right? That is a resource that he's not using. I own a fitness studio and I have started looking into, we don't utilize text message marketing, but to your point, I think somebody mentioned it a couple weeks ago, that podium sent out an email that was titled, this was a text message. You would have already read it. And so I often wonder, we'll send out newsletters saying, hey, we've got, you know, space in this class that just became available. But I don't know that people are checking their email to see that. But if I were to be able to send them a, a text marketing message, I think that people would be able to, but I, I could potentially fill in the class. So I would say from the category as a whole, things that I now feel like are just should be the norm, i.e. following up with your customer afterwards, I do not think are the actual norm. I think there's probably a lot of resources out there for manufacturers, for retailers, people interacting with consumers that they're just not leveraging. And that's, that's any industry that I think works with a consumer in any category, not just the furniture one, but I've just, I've started to become aware of that as I've gone into furniture stores, how often I feel like people are doing a good job, whether it's interacting with the customer, reading the customer, figuring out what they want and then who, who isn't.
1: Well, we've loved having you have these fresh eyes on our category because It's been able to bring to life some of the topics that we've been putting out here on the show, and we have big plans going into 2021, and you're a huge part of it, and we just love hanging out with
0: you,
1: and people are going to be hearing a lot more from you, and I tell you, to put an exclamation point on it, what you did with the poll should speak to people in this audience. If you don't think sleep is relevant, then you're wrong. So if you want to generate conversations, you should be educating your community of people and your social media about sleep. You should be asking polling questions about sleep. It just mind that for all the information you can and bring that to life in your own businesses and on your sales floor, because clearly people are passionate about it. They have things they want to say. They've had bad experiences, good experiences, but look, every bad experience somebody has is a chance to wow them in some way, even if it wasn't your customer So I love that you did that behind the scenes polling and plucked out some of that information and uh, great, great insights. I think it's given us some questions maybe for some future uh, Marco ified research.
3: Excellent. Well, and I would say this to, to people in the industry, you know, you don't have to connect with an influencer, which I am not to find out information like this. Ask your spouse to go on their social media, ask a close friend of yours that just has a pulse on things just to do, Hey, how many of you would buy a mattress online and just see what the results are. Because I was shocked by the amount of people that said that they either have or would buy a mattress online when I never would. And I, in my mind, I think nobody would buy a mattress online. Why would you ever do that? Apparently almost 50% of my select category or a selection of people said they would. So,
1: especially in this day and age, you know whenever mm-hmm. things did shut down and people were looking for ways to upgrade their homes and that people were spending money in the home and on the home, a yep. lot's changed and uh hey that's why we're here to navigate wow. those changes, identify those trends, and uh, hopefully keep bringing you great information uh, Adrian, you do an amazing job we love working you. with you, and you do. we can't wait uh for everything that's going to continue to happen and and just to, to so remind everybody please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast on your apps make sure you are subscribed to the newsletter which yo adrian does an amazing job with and uh we'll just keep uh plugging along here well
2: oh, kinsley can i ask one more thing of the audience go and go and leave a review for us because for the next podcast kinsley is going to tell us a story about talking to another person that is a podcaster and he got the door, sl- they were like slamming the door in his face in terms of we're not big enough for them. And then the great story, and we can lead off with it next show, is the way that Kinsley put his foot in the door. And he said, No, 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 no. You're not going to slam the door on my face. I'm going to slam the door on your face. And he just crashed it closed. You got to hear that story. So tune back in. Right, Kins? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh. Damn.